Rolling. We're rolling. All right. Artists we know. It's Aiden. This is Kyle. Back. This is Ian. Second time now. <laughs> yep. Thanks for coming the back. The return. Yeah. Thanks for coming back on. You're uh, a fan favorite. Most requests. <laughs> Most requested. Um, yeah. How's uh, how's everyone? Doing all right today. It's kind of hot, but. Yeah, I'm about the same. <laughs> it's kind of cool out, isn't it? I don't think it's so. It's like cold yesterday. I had a flannel on. Like a flannel jacket. Okay. With like a zipper. I don't remember the temperature yesterday. Flannels with zippers always mean business. I don't think so. You don't think so? But I like not. buttons. Yeah, but I'm saying if it's got a zipper, it's more like a heavy duty. Yeah, true. Flannel. I guess for a jacket, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's new with you? Uh... I I've been rewatching uh, this show called Community. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Just I've heard finished of it. it this really? morning. How many yeah. seasons? Six seasons. Nice. How many episodes per season? Oh, uh, that's a great question. Uh, I want to say it was like twenty-four. Damn. And but the last season was only thirteen, so I don't know. But it it was like a twenty-minute show. Oh, it's not bad. It's about a community college. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Written by Dan Harmon, who's the guy who wrote uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Do you oh. watch Rick and Morty? Yeah. How was it? Uh, pretty good. It's getting a little weird, but yeah. he always seems to, I don't know, put his personal issues into whatever uh, he's working on. So. Is, isn't he from Wisconsin? Uh, yeah, I think he's from Brown Deer. Did he go here? Hmm. Uh, I think he did. Question. I think Dan Harmon went to UWM. Not sure. I I could be wrong, but um, that's cool though. Um, yeah, I feel like everyone's binging. Yeah. Stuff. You ever watch Dead to Me? No. Is it? Is it's it only, good? Yeah, it's only two seasons. Never heard of it. So it's about this like woman who her husband got hit by a car in a hit and run. And she like befriends someone at a like therapy meeting whose husband also passed away. And I mean, it's good. It's like suspenseful. I was on the edge of my seat like every single episode. Hmm. There are so many moments when I like would exclaim, you know, like no way or like what? Yeah. You know? I love that because I don't. I feel like that doesn't happen very often where I'm actually like if I'm alone and I like say stuff out loud. Yeah. You know, I don't talk to myself usually, <laughs> so like. When a show forces me to say something, it's probably like pretty good. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, maybe you, you might disagree. Maybe you just don't talk to yourself. I'm not talking to myself. I'm just like talking. There's a difference, I think, right? Uh, talking when you're alone doesn't yeah. doesn't necessarily equal talking to yourself, right? Talking when you're alone. I I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, it depends. But Maybe on the dialogue? Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. Got to be talking to someone, right? Well, if I'm watching a show and a twist happens, I'm like, oh, what? You know, I'm not talking to yeah, myself. Yeah, I don't think that's like talking to But I'm to alone. Yourself. But there's a movie or a TV show playing. You yeah. know? Am I talking to the screen? No, it's just a reaction. So who am I talking to? I think you're talking to yourself. I don't I think, think I'm, but like, like, there's nothing for me to gain from talking, from saying that. Well, it just you happens. are just like voicing your confusion. But it's not aimed at <laughs> me, though. 
it's aimed at well yeah but like how many saw. times have you like talked to someone but they're just talking at you not to you well that's different because you're you're in the presence of someone yeah, else. yeah there's two people well yeah but just if imagine you, you're the presence of yourself if you stub your, well but there's intent when they're talking <laughs> at you isn't there when you stub your toe and you say fuck you're not talking to yourself you're just exclaiming so is it the same thing if you see something a twist happen in a show when you just yell oh what i think it's just a reaction but i guess i don't really know does a reaction i mean what if you like i don't know yeah i I don't think it's talking to yourself but Mm. maybe it is I saw a robbery happen yesterday, or an attempted robbery. Where at? So we were driving down. I was with my friend Josh. We were driving down uh, Humboldt, the pick and save right there. And we saw this mm. dude bolt out with a cart full like of whiskey. And then he opened the side door and then turned around and closed the side door immediately and ran around the car because like, two dudes came running after him. And they oh. jumped in the car and sped off. And the two guys like grabbed the cart and took it back inside. And they looked pissed off. Were they employees? Yeah, that I think them? so. I think they were like employees in the liquor department. And then he was like driving alongside of us, and I was like trying not to look over. <laughs> but I wanted to see, <laughs> you know, because what, how do you, like, what do you, after a botched, like after an attempted robbery that you failed, how, how are you feeling after that? Are you like, yeah, that's probably, you talk to yourself after that, right? That's yeah, probably like, a time when you talk to yourself. Like, that was close. Oh, or, yeah. I had never seen anything like that though. Have you ever seen Oh no a robbery? I saw I saw one once. There were these kids walking by the Bucks Stadium and they had bags of like food in their hands and some guy just like ran out from behind these like I don't know, it wasn't like it wasn't like trash cans, but it was like some sort of st- structure. Mm-hmm. And just snatched one of the bags and just sprinted. From the kids? Yeah. How old were they? They were like maybe teenagers. Maybe early teens or late teens? Later teens. Later teens. In my mind, they were like six years old. No, they weren't. Yeah, I was going to say shame on that dude. And I think that other guy was, I think the guy was homeless. And I think he really just grabbed like a bag of garbage because they didn't even really say anything. They were just like, whatever, and just kept walking. He must have been kind of desperate. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But it was right by that police station over there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to go there one time. <laughs> yeah, I've been there too. What were, what were you doing there? <laughs> well, we can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get fingerprinted because you can't be a, the job I had unless you get <laughs> Fingerprinted. What job did you yeah. have? That you we don't to talk be... about that, but I used to have a job that you have to get fingerprinted for because if you're doing your job and then someone crashes their car. Oh, uh, I know. I yeah. see what you're saying. All right. Yeah. We could talk later. <laughs> okay. Um, I was there for a court case. I'll just say it. Not for me. A friend of mine. Oh, that was when you did that one thing? Or was that a different time? That was that probably that one thing. When you did that thing? I didn't do anything. No, you know what you did that one time. <laughs> what did I do? You know. We can talk about it later. 
I'm, I don't follow, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I guess there's a lot to talk about later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, did you bake any bread over quarantine? Everyone seemed to bake bread. I will admit, I baked one loaf of bread. Ian. Uh, but then I, I promptly stopped because uh, it was just too much of a time commitment. How did it turn out? It was all right. It was a lot shorter than than I kind of thought it would be. Shorter? Yeah. Tall bread? Not, it wasn't tall. It was just like squat. Oh, it was like a oh, little. Oh, like lost, like when it baked it. Yeah. Shrink. Okay. Uh, and uh, sourdough, multigrain. Uh, I was rye. just. Uh, I think it was a nine grain. Hmm. Something. It it that was like way back in the beginning. March. April. April. Yeah. Right. That, that's the lost a, month. That's a nine grain month. You know. April's a pretty nine grain month. Kind of rainy. Yeah. A little quarantine. You know, weather's hit or miss. Although you could say that about like the last two weeks as well. True. Rainy? It's been rainy. Yeah, kind of rainy, kind of hit or miss. What's the deal quarantine. with rain in like pre-fall? Shouldn't it be like leaves crunching <laughs> right now? Well, it's not fall yet. That's why I said pre-fall. Oh. It's like fall in a couple of days, huh? Was it the 16th today or the 15th? 15th. So in six days, it'll be the first day of fall, right? I think. Or something like think, that. Yeah. Seven, 21st eight. is usually the... The equinox, this color is that uh, only in December and June? Uh, it would be the summer solstice, solstice. is in is in June. Equinox mm-hmm. is in December. Yeah. So what's in September? Well, no, no, the the equinox is in spring and fall, and the solstices are in summer and winter, because the solstices are the the highest points, and then the equinoxes are when the day and the night are equal in length. Uh, are you are you in school for biology <laughs> or what? No, that's just one of the one of the things I remember. I was like into stars a little bit ago. Into so. stars a little bit ago. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Do you know Gene? No. At the planetarium. No. You ever go to the planetarium on campus? I went one time a real long time ago, but not recently. Shout out to Gene. I used to work there, and I would help with like stargazing. <laughs> yeah. And we would look at stars and like the moon through these like crisp telescopes. Wow. But I still couldn't tell you when the solstice and the equinoxes <laughs> were. <laughs> All that's lost. That was fun, though. I taught, like, a class of kids one time. That like was the children? only time I ever. Um, yeah, they're pretty young. But, like, I was hyping them up. I think I'd be a good teacher. But, like, I don't want to be making a planner for, like, a year in advance. You yeah, know? But, like, teaching fair. would be kind of tight. You know, it'd be cool, a substitute teacher. I think all you I need, don't think so. Yeah, because you come in, let them run wild, whatever grade, and then leave. <laughs> Zero consequences, right? <laughs> no. You don't get fired as a sub. It's like uh, Do you? it's like uncle or aunt syndrome or yeah, something, or like you can just be the cool one right. who comes in. Load it up on sugar, yeah, send them home. Give them everything they want yeah. so you can be cool, <laughs> and then it's not your problem. <laughs> That's good PR as like a <laughs> I don't know uncle. You look good. Though. I remember so many substitute teachers just being tormented. That's the point. <laughs> I you want to go through that well, every day? I, but there's a little law and order. If I was a sub, I'd be like, sit down or else no recess. <laughs> They'd be like, you can't do that. Yeah, that's what they would say. <laughs> and that's what the principal would say. Yeah. <laughs> I would get sent to the office yeah. and shit. <laughs> 
Um, oh yeah, all you need is a degree, right? Like I don't a, even think you need a degree. I think you might need a degree. I don't think so. What? I, I think you need one to be a substitute. Seriously? You gotta I have something. So. I don't think so. You can't I just know. pull some jag off off the street and teach a class. I'm gonna have to look into that. I know someone who's a sub, and he had a degree. I mean, if you didn't have to have a degree, like, wouldn't everyone just sub all the time? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Any like anybody no out of work? No one wants to be a sub except for Dude, you. I think being a professional sub, kind of lit, and especially if you like, if kids knew that you were the lit sub, that's the move. You're bulletproof. Then. There are a few cool subs that always everyone was cool with. I would always say. Ian, where did you grow up again? Uh, Milwaukee. Okay. Oh, so you, do you remember Mr. F- does anybody know Mr. Fish? Mr. Fish. Or was that just Waukesha? <laughs> I mean... Uh, Is it just one guy? I think. Well, then how would we know him? Maybe he substituted at your school, Oh, he too. was a sub. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, no, I don't know. I don't know Mr. Fish. <laughs> oh, he was, he was weird. Anyway. <laughs> I'm kind of, like, paranoid, like, about... Someone walking in. That's okay. Uh, just invite him on the show. Yeah. Damn. Not a bad idea. We can just announce. They'll probably get a little bit of clout from coming on. All I ate today was donuts. So I'm okay. very like, my brain is just running off of that, like fried dough and glaze and like <laughs> shitty coffee. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I'm trying to like, I'm really trying to, you know, I had no protein today or complex carbs. Or healthy fats. Just a bunch of really just nothing. Glazed really donuts. just yeah. So, you know. Imagine if you just put a bunch of like Kool-Aid in your car's gas tank. Probably not gonna get very far. <laughs> <laughs> so um. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> oh, what else have you been doing during quarantine? Ooh. Um I mean, streaming is like Twitch? my big thing. No, 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 not like me streaming, but like watching stuff. Oh, okay. It's okay. like my big thing that I've been doing, watching a lot of movies, uh, watching a lot of a lot of TV. So uh, I don't know. Been uh, working on a couple paintings, but not a whole lot. Oh, two weeks ago, I went to Target and bought Nerf guns. Oh, I've been a, wanting to do that. That's for a good a call. Yeah. And it was so weird walking into the toy aisle. Yeah. And all the guns are different. First of all, yeah. like it seems like they're trying to transition to balls instead of darts, yeah. which like that's a whole thing. What's with that? Small or big? Uh, like small, maybe I don't know, half a golf ball. I feel like that would get lost or way like, easier, wouldn't it? They're like bright yellow. I don't know. Uh, Somehow I've managed to keep track of all of them, but is it like pump action or how do you? How does that work? Uh, it depends. I think three of the ones at the store were battery powered, and then two of them were like kind of regular pump action. Mm. Um, but it was so because now they have. I guess they have four different Nerf lines. <laughs> Actually, more than four now. Yeah. But it's it's just getting crazy. I don't know what. Sounds like uh, they're grabbing for cash right now. They're yeah. getting low or something. I mean, who's still buying Nerf gun? 
Well, I mean, no, I mean, like, do kids? Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying, I like, mean, kids never buy Nerf guns. It's always the kids' parents buying Nerf guns for them or yeah. for for themselves. I mean, I think I know maybe a little a, bit of both. Yeah, if I was a dad, I'd have a Nerf gun. I think I know a lot of like adults who like get them just for fun. It's probably good exercise, right? To be like diving behind the couch and like running around. Probably. If you just took some like PCP <laughs> and then played Nerf guns. <laughs> I don't know about all that. But. I mean, it, it sounds intense, but <laughs> not like a bad idea. Um, but also probably not a good idea. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Well, if you had like a big house or a big yard, sure, why not? Trampoline. Oh, never outside. PCP? No, Nerf guns. Oh. Never <laughs> I was gonna say, have you seen that video of the guy like he's like naked, he like punches through a fence. Oh man, no. He's on PC. No, what I kind of fence? Anyway, it's just like a wooden oh, man. fence and there's like cops trying to stop <laughs> Um I've never seen that. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Uh, no, yeah, Nerf guns, not outside, because you'd lose the ammo? Yeah, like, pretty much instantly. The second it enters the grass, it's gone. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's why it's bright yellow, right? Unless your grass is, like, I mean, dying, and it's also bright yellow. <laughs> yeah, but but if the grass is thick enough, I just oh. feel like... or. You know, they they shoot a lot further than you think. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. you probably look in like a twenty foot radius when really you just need to search the whole like, the whole block. That's understandable. <laughs> that makes sense. Actually you can mod nerf guns and this Taylor that was on the show yeah. modded a nerf gun once. And I remember because I'm pretty sure if you got shot with it close enough it could like break skin. That's just unhinged behavior. Why does it, Why do you need to do that? He just wanted to try it. You know, you find stuff on the internet and you just got to try it. Yeah. Sometimes. How do you add like a CO two cartridge? No, or something? I don't. I don't. There's I'll like a pressure him. regulator or something inside of the mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you could either just like remove it from at least from older ones, or in some of them you had to like drill into the mechanism. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you remove that it lets it lets the gun just use more power mm-hmm. because I guess they could be a lot more powerful than they're oh. advertised as because they're advertised for children. Yeah. That, uh, but they should just bite the bullet and make adult Nerf adult, guns. Yeah, they should. Adult Nerf they guns. should. Yeah, but then... That's a good idea. And put like a green tip on it so you know. Because otherwise, if a kid gets a hold of an adult one and shoots somebody in the eyeball, do you ever get shot in the eye with a Nerf gun? No. It hurts. I, I would imagine. My nephew shot me in the eye one time by accident. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I had to just keep it closed for like 10 minutes. Wouldn't stop Damn. watering. <laughs> yeah. Um... What else is going on? Uh, I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, what's up with you guys? It's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to figure that out. Yeah, um, quarantine has kind of st- it stopped us for a while. Yeah. So, 
we're trying to get going again. Yeah, I feel like, um, I don't know. Do you feel like you got, like, desocialized during quarantine? Uh, I wouldn't say desocialized, more like re-socialized. Because, like, I I don't know. I I talk to less people now than I did before, but Mm -hmm. I feel like all of those relationships are more quantity or mm-hmm. sorry or a higher quality mm-hmm. than hmm. right, before right, right. and now it's it's more manageable to kind of fold new people in as i meet them okay that so, makes sense i don't know in a way it, it just feels like i had time to like figure out some some stuff and mm-hmm. then be better at socializing yeah i get that i mean it's like I don't, like what do you talk about you know, no, no, it's yeah. that's uh, rhetorical. Rhetorical. I'm just saying, like, it, it's uh, you know, when you're trapped inside for months. Well, I think that could also be like uh, kind of conducive to deeper conversations, I guess. Like yeah. getting to know someone better because you don't have like a laundry list of just kind of random small talk to make. So it's like. Hey, how's it going? What have you been up to? And you're like, I don't know, what, in the last week where <laughs> yeah. I did one thing or in yeah. the past month where I maybe did three? Yeah, exactly. So, But, like, and, and that happened to me. I mean, I definitely, you know, got a lot closer with someone. But um, when there's no, like, new updates for you to, like, tell anyone, it's like, what do you just, like, talk about, like, the universe? Or like worms, ah, uh, like a book. I mean, pretty much, yeah. You talk or about like anything, just whatever you're what would, into. What would moment. you talk about, Kyle? Um, like during quarantine. Sure. Uh, <laughs> or just in general, I talk a lot about music. I don't know. I mean, I've listened to a lot more stuff than I normally would. What have you been listening to lately? Uh, um, well, it depends. I've been listening to a lot of like um, blues and jazz stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is stuff that I would not, t- I'd listen to, but I would not typically gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for a while, my band wasn't playing, so that was also like another thing to kind of overcome. Because you know, those are like some of your best buds. You know, you play with them all the time, and it's hard not to play music when mm-hmm. that's what you want to do. I'd imagine it's the same for like painters like if you couldn't paint but you really wanted to mm-hmm. i don't know yeah yeah it's probably similar i mean i know like the dynamic of you know needing other people mm-hmm. for like a full you know like a proper band yeah versus like usually just paint alone normally yeah true, true. the like nice thing about painting is that it's I mean, for the most part, it's a private thing that, like, even if you're doing it around other people, yeah, you're still more or less, like, kind of in your own separate area versus, yeah. you know, like, in entertainment where you have to kind of work alongside other people and you need to be able to be around them and communicate with them. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I... I feel like people are probably writing a whole lot right now while they're, you know, since they can't be around other people. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would agree with that. I think 
it'll be interesting to see what comes out of all of this uh, because I think a lot of musicians, painters, filmmakers, I think everyone's probably, you're probably right, they're coming up with ideas now and then once it's okay to kind of execute them, there might be a lot of good stuff out there. It's also going to be weird though because there's going to be probably a year to a year and a half of just like nothing. Yeah, like where, Hollywood stuff. Yeah. Like just, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Where everyone in Hollywood, they were, you know, if they were in post-production, they like finished up the movie and now they're waiting to release it. Yeah. But then if they were in pre-production, it's like they're stuck. stuck it's not like they yeah. can do anything. So at some point, there won't be any more finished movies for them to release, but it'll be before really most of the movies that were getting started are actually done and able to be shown. Yeah. So I think it's just going to be like a weird time where there, there's not going to be much like new content or if there is new content, it's going to have to follow like a totally different set of guidelines. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I noticed like movie theaters are starting to let people in, but they're showing like old movies Yeah. and stuff like that. Like how old? Uh, I don't know, like I saw, like, they're showing, like, Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, Jaws, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they are also showing, like, uh, I think Tenant is finally oh, yeah. in, oh, in theaters. Oh, for Nolan. Yeah. That'll probably be good. What's it about? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Mm. I mean, like, I'm the kind of person who tries to avoid knowing about a or what a movie is about before I see that's it. smart, yeah. But I I've heard it's like something about time, which that's just Christopher Nolan. Yeah, isn't it like similar to what was that other one that he did that everyone... Inception? Don't tell yes. me. Inception, yes. really? Yes. It's the same thing. I don't think it's the same, but I think it's... It's supposed to be more time-based than... Because Inception was really like dream. space and yeah. dream. But I think it's supposed to be like... I think one one thing that I've heard about it... Uh, was like a line that was you're not shooting the bullet you're catching the bullet as it reverses into your gun it it was from some trailer but like that was pretty much summing up the idea that it's about time and like that it's non-linear time Hmm. and that's really Mm. all you need to know for like a Christopher Nolan thing to at least like get into it favorite christopher nolan movie i don't even know i saw inception okay uh i don't know maybe dunkirk i'm just trying to avoid saying any of the batman movies because they're good but like you hear about them all the time what was that one one is like early ones it's like a coffee story I don't know. Is it remember. like the cafe? The roommate cafe um, or something? Or like the coffee drink? Or like the the like coffee sip? I'm or the like wrong person to ask about movies. The Matchbox Man or something. What's it called? You know, it's good. Interstellar. I cried Ooh, when I saw that. Okay, yeah. Interstellar. I cried I two times. That. I don't know if I've seen that one. That's the one. That's the that's the one I should watch. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you I know what I'm talking about? Did you find Memento. it? That's I don't know Nolan? if you've seen Memento. I've seen Memento. I watched that one in Oshkosh a long time the ago. The Prestige. No, that's not going to be. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize, like, some of the movies that he worked on. Huh. But, yeah, no. I'll probably... Uh, following is what I was thinking of. Following. I don't know where the fuck following. I got the cafe Matchbox <laughs> Man from. Um, but, yeah, I've Interstellar, Inception... He did all the Dark Knights, Batman Begins. Yeah. He also did Memento, which I don't have. I don't, I don't think I've it. seen it. It's like a great movie that you watch it backwards, right? Ki- yeah, kind of backwards. It's huh. about a guy who has amnesia. Okay. Um, and he can't create new memories, okay. so he's stuck within these like I don't know half hour periods of time where he realizes where he is and then has to remind himself of what he's doing. So he's got Hmm. like all these tattoos all over his body, reminding him of different things and like notes that he has kind of placed everywhere so that he can figure out where he's trying to go. He carries a Polaroid camera around. yeah. Yeah. And he like takes photos of stuff and writes little notes, but then, you know, because of the size of a Polaroid, he can't really, record that much information so yeah then he kind of has to piece it back together but it starts with the last scene and then works its way backwards and sort of reveals new things about the story just from kind of the scenes prior that sounds interesting actually i think i might like that yeah it's like a psychological thriller yeah speaking of did you see I'm thinking of anything. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, what a great! I was I was very Wait, excited. Uh, about, uh, after you watched it or before you watched before. it? Before, like I was looking forward to it. Me too. I, do you like Charlie Kaufman? Oh yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite Charlie Kaufman? Um, I don't know. It's between Schenectady, yes. New York, yeah. and uh, I mean Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. What about it's John just, Malkovich? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about John Malkovich. It's a good one. I just don't know where I put it in his in, his uh, yeah his catalog. How about uh, adaptation? I've heard good things. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. But it's, it's Nicholas Cage, right? Yeah, well, but it's good though. He plays like him and his twin brother. Have you seen uh, Anomalisa? That's like the I haven't seen it. Animated I, one. I watched like. The first two scenes. Mm-hmm. It was like a while ago. I think my parents were watching it, and yeah. like I saw the first two scenes, but I just, I don't know, it wasn't the right time, <sighs> okay. so I, uh, I missed out on that one. Wait, so you? Yeah, I think my number one is Synecdoche, New York. I've never seen anything like that. He's like putting on a play about his life, and. Part of his life is putting on the play, so like he gets hmm. to that scene, and then there's somebody who has to play him. He's like being stalked. It's just, I mean, it was so like, and then the ending too. And I'm not some like smart. I'm not very smart, but like, if you when you piece it together and you like realize the ending, to me it was like I I couldn't stop thinking about it for like days after I watched it. Huh. Um, it's just so like you realize afterwards like what it's what it all was the whole time if and i'm remembering correctly do you know what i mean what I'm yeah, talking about? yeah yeah and he's like he's a writer who like 
all of his stuff's weird, and but it all focuses on, I guess, identity and either how you perceive yourself or how other people's perce- or other people perceive you or think of you, and that's sort of, I guess, the central thread that links all of his films. But okay. uh, you know, you've got you've got that one, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, it's a classic. Is about a it's a Jim Carrey movie where he erases his girlfriend from his mind because they broke up and he finds out that she erased him and then the whole movie takes place in this like sequence while his memories are being erased huh. and he's kind of going back through their relationship and sort of realizing some things about you know how he feels about her and how he sees her and how he thought that she saw him and it I, it's just a great great hmm. movie with a great soundtrack mm-hmm. I'll have to watch I sh- you Good guys should give me a list too, before too we go cause just any Charlie Cox I gotta man. catch up um, so what did you think then about I'm thinking of ending things I don't want to give any spoilers away Yeah, but I know a lot of people probably haven't seen it yet I I'm gonna be real I figured out what it was about no, within the first 20 minutes Tw- no you didn't I and no, I, we're I gonna said, talk about this after we record. I was like, oh, okay, I know <laughs> no, exactly what's No, you didn't. Because they, they give you all the information that you need in the first like monologue. <laughs> so you just think you're some ge- brilliant no, genius. No, you can tell from it's it's <laughs> all the guys' reactions that says everything about what's going on. And then it was just a matter of like waiting as things played out and it sort of flushed itself out. And I was like, this is a great movie. Well, you know what? I knew what it was about in the first 19 minutes. What? Wow. So congrats. No, I I felt like I kind of had an idea of what was going on, but I didn't know exactly what it was until I read about it afterwards. Mm -hmm. But I was on the right track. Um, But I felt like I had multiple strokes during that movie afterwards i was like i didn't know what was real and then i put i put on i played the big lebowski just to like <laughs> just to put on and like kind of like lying down you know what I, I and then i was like waiting for something weird to happen in that movie and i was like i like i just couldn't think straight after watching it. i was like what i went directly from watching that movie mm-hmm. to watching the uh the episode of black mirror mm-hmm. uh the yeah. uss callister because it's got the same um lead man in it jesse plemons yeah mm-hmm. and it i mean it's it's actually like pretty similar if you think of it like you can make some comparisons between the two things mm-hmm. so just like watching that after saying i'm i'm thinking of ending things mm-hmm. was just like a really weird experience how i i could never get into black mirror it's just a bunch it's like a tv show of like a bunch of movies isn't it Pretty much, yeah. But, like, what can you really not like about, like, basically just a bunch of, like, weird, short sci-fi movies? I just don't have time. Okay. Well, <laughs> not that I'm it's some, shorter like, than a full movie, asshole. though. What? It's shorter than a full movie. It's like an hour each? Yeah, more or less. Hmm. I guess, I don't know. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard good things. A lot of my friends like it a lot. Um... I think it's just it's just about finding the right episode for you because okay. since there are 
I think like five seasons at this point. And but the That's seasons indulgent. only have like they have like six episodes in them. And uh, I think the newer ones have even less. But uh it's just about finding the right weird story that mm-hmm. sort of fits because they're not I think the the way that people talk about Black Mirror, it's as if everything is like super depressing talking about how technology is destroying us. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a couple episodes that, I don't know, like a fair number of episodes mm-hmm. aren't about like technology necessarily being bad. Mm-hmm. It's more about people interacting with technology. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Yeah, because the title is a sen- is like a cell phone. Yeah, he like took it from like a cell phone screen, right? Hmm. Um, I just remember there being something about an alligator. I think. Or am I making that up? I think I. I think there's an episode called. I think al- it's either alligator or crocodile or something. Yeah, and then in like the fourth season. Somebody told me to watch. But it's that like one. it's all. I think it's all black and white. And it's oh, like, well. <laughs> um, it's a weird one. And then the, the only one I saw was like, somebody had to like have sex with the pig. Okay. That was like, that was the first episode. Yeah. That's back when it was like, a, it was a British show originally for the first three seasons. And then Netflix bought them and sort of what? slowly Americanized it. Did it get better or worse? Did, have you seen all of it? Yeah, I've seen all of it. It, it got different. It became huh. less grounded in reality, but it's still, it's still like the same basic thing. Mm-hmm. It might just be that they were kind of they were growing into a larger budget where they could do more, and like the technology for like CG and stuff mm-hmm. got to a point where they could really take, kind of take it and run with it, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of expanded to doing bigger things, having like full-blown sets for stuff mm. instead of just like more grounded in you know it's reality but we have this weird device that does this thing mm-hmm. hmm. do you have if you had to recommend one episode to watch to get someone hooked or to convince or to change someone's mind do you know which one you would say i think it all depends on the kind of stuff that they're into since I think every like I think there is a perfect order of episodes to get anyone into the show it's just a question of what they're already into Mm -hmm. and that sort of leads into it so um, I would say if you for people who lean more into kind of I don't know relationshipy stuff there's uh, 15 million merits that's a maybe not a good first one but like a second episode there's okay. uh the history of you i think that's a good one it's about um I guess people have invented this technology that basically lets you record everything that you experience and then um people start to like look back and rewatch their memories but you can also look at your own memory or look at someone else's memories um because it's all stored on like computers so it's it's like this guy and his relationship with his wife but he's super paranoid and it's like 
you know, before there was no way for him to dive deeply into like, oh, what's she looking at? What's she or like, where's she going? But now that there's that technology, he's just like, he gets consumed by, you know, wanting to know what's going on. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's quite the episode. I definitely recommend that like everyone watch at least one episode. It's mm. just, you've got to like find someone who's already seen it so they can tell you what episode they think that you should, you should start with. Like a mm. black mirror guru guide. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe it deserves a second chance from me. It's got a lot of critical acclaim. So, and then they, they made like a choose your own adventure. It, it's not like even Balder an episode. It's, a, it's like a, it's a standalone. Yeah. How does that work? Did you watch it? Do you like press buttons on the screen? Yes. And so it's, it's like, if you have a smart TV, I think that's the best experience, but also like on a phone works yeah. or on a laptop, but huh. it'll just, it'll play a clip and then this bar will slide up from the bottom at the end of the clip and it'll give you two choices to make. So you kind of just work your way through to choose your own adventure. And it's, it's really weirdly made because you never really know where the end of like the branch that you're going down is. Um, I don't want to like spoil anything, Mm. but there's one point where a character remembers a previous time that you played the game and there's like a moment in there that I don't know. What? I have yeah, no sounds other intense. way to Maybe I'll watch that. Did you read those books when you were a kid? The Goosebumps, Choose Your Own Adventure? Oh, yeah. yeah I've seen those. That was my favorite. There was one when, like, you had to go to, like, a botanical garden. I don't think, uh, I don't think there was. Was there, like, a man-eating plant or something there? No, that's Little Shop of Horrors. No, no. There wasn't a Goosebumps up there? Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, so that movie is called Balderdash, right? Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Yeah. <laughs> Balderdash is a... Board is game, right? No, Some kind of game? I think Balderdash is a game. Yeah, I thought so. Who who, I, I, who sings a Cat in the Cradle? Cats in the Cradle. Oh, God. This is Harry... Something. Is Balderdash his um, album... The title of his album. Do you know Harry Chaplin? Yeah, what's it? Do you know what that album's called? Uh, I've got no idea. Um, Verities and Balderdash by Harry Chaplin. Chaplin. Cats in the Crypt. Yeah. I don't know what a Verity is. And I don't know any other songs on that album. Bandersnatch. <laughs> That's what it is. In case anyone wants to, I think choose their own. Adventure. I think verities. It, it has something to do with the truth. Verify. Yeah, because it's like it comes from I think veritas, which is Latin for truth. How do you know that? You take a Latin course. In middle school, I took Latin. They had us take it for like Ian three years or something. Genius. Three years of Latin yeah, in middle school. It was. It was kind of the worst, and I don't really remember much. Uh, it just kind of comes to me in whenever I'm looking at a word that I don't know, yeah. and then I'm just like, okay, I can kind of break apart 
parts of the word and where it could come from to get an idea of what it that's means. such a useful tool to have in your toolkit in your mental toolbox yeah much more useful than trying to learn to read and write latin <laughs> yeah i suppose well at least you got something from it yeah you know how to like you know break down certain words i mean thank god for cell phones <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't really have to do that anymore now. You yeah. can no, I know, but your like your, your brain's probably like less gray than mine or something, right? More pink. Is that how that works? I'm not sure. I have, I have <laughs> like no more idea. like if you have a more gray matter in your brain, it means you're like dumb or something. I don't. I think my mine probably looks like a ball of cement. I think the big thing is like <laughs> the the number of wrinkles you have on your brain. Because that's like your your brain trying to um, add more surface area so that it can make more connections. So it'll like over time get more and more wrinkled because it's connecting um, larger pieces of the brain together. <laughs> My brain just looks like a gray, like a big gray gumball. <laughs> <laughs> like an egg, like a hard-boiled <laughs> egg. No, oh, I got the... Yeah, I've heard people say smooth brain as like an insult. Oh man, <laughs> smooth smooth brain and brainlet. Those are my two favorite like recent insults you can you can throw out. Uh what's a I've heard brainlet. What is that? Uh just like you have a small brain. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> Savage. Internet insults play different these yeah. days. Yeah. It's a different uh it's a different league now. I think that my favorite one that I heard, um, it was, this guy is operating at 500 ping, which is like a, it's a computer joke about, um, especially in, in like computer games, I guess, uh, makes the most sense. Uh, but ping is just the amount of time it takes for like a computer to communicate with the server and then the signal will come back. Yeah. So if you're operating at like 500 milliseconds that's like really slow compared to like i don't know i think like probably eight is a good number to have yeah hmm. oh that's like that's a like intelligent insult <laughs> it's like you're getting insulted but you don't even know it yeah i think that that's the part that makes it funnier though yeah. is when people don't get it because it really reinforces what you're saying well what if uh what if no one else gets it but you know it's actually really good then is it good or is it not good? I think it's still good, but it's not as good as it could be. It's not reaching its potential if you're missing your audience, but at the same time, like, I mean, you know what's up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, what's that one? Uh, it's like, if everyone else is incorrect and you're right, even if you're right and you know you're right, it's like, is what's correct what everyone else says it is if it's everyone else is the consensus and you're the only one who doesn't agree but and in reality you are the one who's correct but well, does the is the correct thing then what everyone else there's this quote i think it was uh the truth is that which nine wise men agree on while the tenth hangs from a hangman's noose uh huh but it's just like, really, the truth is, 
or the the truth mm-hmm. is what society kind of agrees upon to a certain degree and i mean sure we can be wrong about the natural world with like science and stuff yeah. but i mean we've always been wrong about science until we're then right well science is fake so <laughs> i'm just kidding um, but it's like there's so much yeah. stuff that's just like it's it's a construct. It, it's not like a real physical thing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, if science if everyone or else, truth, what, what's a construct? Mo- I'd say most things like money. Well, money for money is just money, like everyone all agrees on it, right? Yeah, and if everyone forgot about money one day, like if there was if someone made a little device that just emitted a wave and mm-hmm. made everyone forget about money, it just wouldn't exist anymore because we are not thinking about it anymore. Yeah, but it's taking the place of like bartering and trading like goods. It's just like a placeholder for that. Yeah, but then there's also, you know, you just like give people stuff. And we could go back to that, but I think it's infinitely easier to have this paper saying, I think it will. you can have whatever you want with this instead of like having to take 10 chickens for my goat, you know, I can have this $100 bill and then I can buy a chicken, half a goat, uh, some crop, you know, it's like... And yeah, that was the efficiency of money was just that you can, like, take a thing like a goat and trade it and you don't have to worry about, okay, I have to go to the market and get, like, exact value for this goat because yeah, otherwise like I'm missing IOU. out. You can just be like... Yeah, sure. It's like a hundred dollars for the goat, and mm-hmm. you get a hundred dollars, and you can split that up however you want. Yeah, I think eventually money's gonna be useless again. What is it gonna go back to? I think I don't know. Maybe I don't it, think it'll ever go back to bartering goods I th- unless I think like a solar flare happens and what wipes out all electronics and stuff. I just I don't know why we would go back to Well, that. I think society is going to like maybe develop to a point where it doesn't need money because it's come up with some other system like uh you know, you, we talk about uh different social class systems and yeah. like rating systems for people. Mm-hmm. I think eventually it might get to a point where it's just like you are uh you're a number 5. So you can just go get number five things. That sounds like a communist hell. Why would anybody want? The system keeps track of like what things you get, but then like that's China, isn't it? That's essentially what China's doing. In my mind, China tried to do it, like the social. How'd that turn out? Credits. I don't know. I think it was a very small test. It wasn't like they were stopping people from going on airplanes if their social credit score was too low. I mean, it just just sounds like inhumane about that. Well, but I mean, if you think about it, it's not that much different from money. It's just you're working with a larger sliding scale well, but, but for what, the most part it's like it depends. you can't go rent a private jet because you don't have enough money no but it like, depends on what's what's affecting someone's social credit score you know if you if thing, you get caught stealing i mean probably is your social credit score going to go down because they can't would i mean probably you, yeah yeah i would say yeah yeah but if but you can't be fly like, on a plane because you stole something because your credit score and then how do you get your credit score back up with money it's like you have this thing i don't know can, well, well we, think about like credit as we have right now some people you can't get a car or you can't get a nice car if -hmm. you don't have the right credit but what goes into your credit score 
you paying stuff yeah, back payments on them. And I mean, yes, to a degree, but do you, like we don't know the exact system that happens to generate that score in the same way that, you know, if there were some dystopian, utopian future where there's no money and it's really just like, a, you know, oh, you're a one, so you're the lowest, you're like... I don't know basically how we treat the homeless now yeah. where you can't really do anything. What's utopian you about that? Because it's it's about the ability to snap your fingers like if you're a higher level mm-hmm. and get whatever you want. Yeah, what I was about watching, social mobility? What if you want to what if you want to yeah, move up in the ranks? It's hard to move. I mean, it probably wouldn't be all that different from social mobility now which is kind of difficult to move up unless you know the right people yeah but there's still like, no that, matter like, what it, it but you're being put you in a box be, though you're being put you're being you're stuck in this category i don't is it the same with well i think it just makes it m- makes more explicit what is yeah. already happening below the surface of like if you're it's, a wealthy person like people are going to treat you nicer you're going to get more things because they want your attention because you have power and so you know so replacing being wealthy happening. yeah it's basically yeah. tearing down the wall of like you Not know let's pretense. treat every yeah let's treat everyone what, what you know, they with really the same yeah but yeah. then it's like oh you're rich like we have to treat you better but doesn't putting a that type of label on it add to like wouldn't that make like discrimination worse yeah. Oh, I mean, I yes. think, I think it would be an awful system, but yeah. I also don't doubt that it could happen. The way I see money disappearing, I think is like, and I think it's best case scenario, but like if AI and robots and everything are able to like do the, a lot of the jobs that are, people are doing right now, well, it's like if no one had to work because they were you know, there was AI and robots doing all the jobs. Well, but do you think work, like not having to work, would take away like difference in social class? Or well, and, and that's exactly in a utopian, and like a, if it all worked out perfectly, then yeah. But I mean, that's I think it's not very likely. But that if everything worked out, then I think yeah. I mean, I? have you heard the? I don't remember where I heard this, but it was like uh, utopia comes from two, or could come from two different things. Uh, there's, I think, utopos, which um, would kind of roughly break down to good place. Okay. But there's also utopos, which breaks down to no place. Huh. And so, you know, in a way, you, you could think of it as a true utopia can't really happen. Yeah. But at the same time, what what will probably happen is, you know, we we rise to a certain level and technology kind of takes us there and it might from the outside appear closer and closer to a utopia but that's just because well, i think it, yeah broken down the system yet once you get inside of it you realize that it has all you're doing is increasing the amplitude and that makes good things better but the bad things even worse mm-hmm. i don't yeah i mean i don't even know if like a utopia is possible ever because there's always going to be something that you want that I don't want or vice versa. And then if, you know, if I don't want it as a, a utopia, I always had this idea though, that money would 
essentially disappear because such a small portion of people have so much of it and everyone else has such a small you know the large majority has a smaller portion of the money yeah but that's called the uh, Pareto distribution principle it's like it just it funnels up no matter how you yeah I just what you're saying is that like eventually people like the people below will have so little money that money will stop meaning anything yeah exactly because like essentially you would need a new currency for like the people at the top and the people at the bottom because the people at the bottom are going to have so little. Yeah, but people have been mega rich for the last however many years about like Andrew Carnegie and Rockefeller. Like, is it going to get to a point where it's Well, but it hasn't extreme? accelerated. Uh, it hasn't reached quite the level that it has now. Or it didn't reach yeah, it's, the level it's that it has now. It's like exponentially yeah. increasing to a point where, you know, like... Bill Gates makes more money in one minute than I think it's like 23% of the U.S. population will make in their lifetime just because okay. it's it's yeah. so much money that numbers stop really being able to explain mm -hmm. how much it is. Like you can't fathom making multiple billions of dollars every year and so, you know, once you get to that point where you have billions of dollars that you make a year, nothing really means like money yeah, means but nothing I, anymore. Would, would whoever would it even ever get to that though? I think it could. Yeah, but wouldn't I mean that would there'd be a huge collapse, and I don't think I saw people in power would let. I saw I some. I mean, this is just me, you know. I some don't, don't statistic that said like um, ten percent of the. U.S. population owns 90% of the stock market mm -hmm. and that the 1% owns like could actually take up like up to 99% of that. So it's like very dispro dispro uh, disproportionate. Yeah. Or but like no matter what way you like distribute things, it, that always ends up happening. Yeah. But like I think at some point it's just money. It's too tight. Might not like have a use anymore because of that like yeah if you were really rich mm -hmm. and we had nothing mm -hmm. and so you let's say something what had a value to it and then we were like well we we still want that thing but you know we can't like if i made a loaf of bread that, yeah and he wants it mm -hmm. but like we have less than 20 bucks and like most people have less than 20 bucks because all of it has gone all the way up to the top Mm -hmm. Well then, you're probably gonna find a new measuring stick yeah, for how new. valuable. A no, I mean, wouldn't is. they implement some kind of tax before that would happen to tax people with money to fix that? Wouldn't I just they don't think start they would... doing that now then? Yeah. yeah, but we're not in danger of that happening right now. I think if there I, was, a... we're always in danger of that happening. Well, yeah, but I think, and I, I, you know, in an ideal world, yeah, we do that right now. But I think before that actually happened, you know, they would hit a point when they would implement some kind of tax. I don't know. I just think the gap keeps getting bigger, and so you're going to see it getting worse and worse. I mean, also compare, like, the cost of living in a country like the U.S. with mm -hmm. a third world country where, like, you can live on $2 a day, and mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not a big deal. That's just, like, reality. But here, I mean, try only spending $2 in a day. That's 
It's like not using yeah. a car, not taking a bus, not. It's almost impossible to yeah, do. Yeah, but there's so much more. Isn't it all relative? Like, there's so much more here. Like, of course, it's gonna be more than two dollars if you want to live in like. I mean, yeah, but water for and like bread. basic stuff, food somewhere else is you know. Yeah, but if for, you can yeah, but survive, for, and a third, but you're not getting like good uh, shelter with like proper. Well, but it might be adequate. That's the thing is like how much you can't have adequate, how much comfort you can't do you live need here. and how much food do you need versus like how much we're kind of just used to from living in the U.S. You know, like, do we need air conditioning? Air conditioning is nice, but yeah. I think if if we stopped being able to have air conditioners, it wouldn't be the end of the U.S. as we know it. We'd just adjust because it's not. No, but that's, a, but that's a luxury, though. Look at California. Air conditioning is a luxury. It's like, yeah. you, if you have the money to drive a Tesla, then but, drive a Tesla. If you have the money to have AC, then have AC. But how many things here are, like, luxuries that we don't really need, but we're so used to it that it's just, like, a common part of life now? Isn't mm-hmm. that just the lifestyle here? Yeah. yeah I think part a lot of, of people is the recognize lifestyle. that. Part of that is... But it's like, you know, at some point, somewhere else, they're, like, if you go to a third world country, the the value of your money is going to change drastically because mm-hmm. it's just not, it's not as present there as it is here. So, like, imagine that, but but now we are the lowest and there's some society even higher off where... You know, their money is is worth so much that it makes really anything here almost worth nothing. And then you can imagine a society that, you know, just so you're saying the United doesn't States have money would, anymore. would turn into that. Yeah. Or would they just have their own thing somewhere else? I think... I don't know, because, you know, in a third world country, their bread and water and shelter being $2 a day doesn't affect us really and i think if this group of people had all this money i don't know how much it would affect well i think at at some point like if if wealth globally sort of increased to a certain degree like i mean what what is money really worth anymore if you're if you had like 10 or one percent of people are billionaires everyone else is like less than ten thousand a day so well, you might as well just to give afford air free stuff to the billionaires, because like, what what are you gonna do otherwise? It's not like. What do you mean? Like to them, money means so little, mm-hmm. because of how how large that gap would become. That, I mean, it's basically free for them anyway. Isn't that the same thing of us compared to a third world country? Like you compared to somebody in Sudan. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Okay, I'm just saying. I can thing. see. I can see a world where money, like, like money you're probably, stops you having compared to somebody in the Sudan. You're probably like rich. I think you know. It's very well off. Like money, it doesn't. It doesn't really like actually mean anything. So if we got rid of it for a different system, that did something a little different for us, like, it would easily become the new normal. Do you? But I mean, is, that's like a. I mean, isn't that just communism? Uh, more like socialism. 
everything. It's everyone gets the same thing. Well, but that's it's like equal for everyone. I think my understanding of it is communism is that sort of uh, equality, while to- socialism is is more just like a, a it breaks down more into like ruling powers and then everyone else and the ruling powers of everything and then everyone else has nothing. And that's why people talk about socialism as such like a bad thing when a lot of the ideals build up to communism. It's almost like the the in between like gateway society and most people don't get past socialism because for the people in power, it's like there's nothing to stop them from just like well, hey, if we're if we're taking all the money and redistributing it, then why not give myself a little bit more? Or like, and you're saying that's what happens in a communist society. Well, that's what happens when people try to become communists. They so get stuck in socialism and like the kind of governing power, or like oligarchs just own everything because it's hard for those people in power to give up the power. And they would have to give up the power in order to, to truly become communist. So you're saying you want to live in a socialist? No, I'm just saying that um, it's a it like, I mean, it's a possibility that kind of happens every day. I mean, I just think people like a lot of people like the things they have. Well, yeah, but I, I would like say that socialism is closer to capitalism than it is to communism. And. I think that's an interesting thing to think about is like you can socialize and still also have a system where it's basically separated into like people who other people are in debt to and then the people who are in debt. I think that works in a socialist system, but not a a communist one. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't think socialism and capitalism are necessarily um i can't diametrically opposed i think is the term for like they they could both exist at the same time hmm? wait what i don't think that the two of them are like polar opposites you think they could and exist so, at the same time yeah and how well, I don't know. I mean, isn't that what people in, like, so, or some people in government are trying to figure out right now? Is like, some people want to socialize more, and some people don't want to. Um, I haven't heard that. I you think look, look at like Andrew Yang and stuff, and like uh, universal, universal basic, basic income. Yeah, yeah, that's like a move towards socialism. Because we would also have to take power away from the government for it to like start to become more communist, but the government isn't going to give up its own power. So instead, it moves us closer to socialism instead of instead of communism. Yeah, but isn't that a very small step towards socialism? It's not like. Well, I mean. We'd be becoming. I don't know. I'm not like a poli sci yeah, person or anything. So I, don't I shouldn't be having this conversation. I think a lot of people who talk about socialism aren't prepared to give up a lot of the things that capitalism has afforded them. I'm I'm very ready though. Like you I'm are? I'm willing to make sacrifices if it means that other people have things better off. Um, it's become so like ingrained in the culture though. Like yeah, 
you know, goods from wherever. Yeah. Your smartphone. Material. Yeah. More, more, more. Your sneakers. Foods from. I've been like really trying to to stay aware of of all the stuff that I have that like really I don't need, but like. I think you're in the minority. Because, like, my phone is over two years old now. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a Galaxy S9. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it was new when I got it, and I was kind of stuck in the whole, like, two-year phone cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm trying to get out of it because, I mean, like, a phone's a phone. You don't yeah. you don't need to have the, the newest bells and whistles. It's, mm-hmm. it's not... Uh, it's not a necessary thing. It's about luxury and, and class. You and don't I think, think a cell care phone's necessary? Well, I think that it's it's about class and like social standing more than it's about needing like an array of four different cameras on the back of your phone no, that are slightly better than the year before's. And I think a lot of people are like, you know, hopping off that boat of getting a new phone every two years, or every year, whatever it is. But having a cell phone i think is i mean you yeah know, necessary now but do you does it bother you how your phone was made yes and that's also why i'm trying to not get rid of it is mm-hmm. because the longer i keep my phone now the less it feeds into sort of the cycle of like yeah buy and replace and constantly upgrading constantly making new things constantly generating waste and you know throwing away like a perfectly good phone because uh well it's two years old now and you know that means that i need to get the new one now well beyond just like waste if you found out like a six-year-old chinese kid got whipped to make your phone would you keep using it or would you switch to smoke signals well, or I like mean, a more like a like a here's you know. here's the question. If if I get rid of it now, doesn't that if anything invalidate their their suffering even more because they mm. suffered to make the phone? No, and I so think it's a step in the direction of if everyone did that and no one bought them anymore, then they would stop making them. Yeah, but you could do that with just keeping the device that you have. I think getting rid of it and wasting it, you know, that be then it's like, well, you know, they suffered for something. And even though that is awful, I think that... They just use their, the product that like they if, got whipped over. Well, yeah, but like you got to stick with, if you stick with what you have now and don't get any new things and don't, get rid of the things that you have just because or for no good reason well the reason is if you're switching to somewhere a phone that was reliably uh, sourced or made responsibly are, but if you, are well, any of them reliably maybe, i mean maybe i, I don't, don't do any so. research into my guess is phones. they're not none of them probably not Not even like a cricket or like a smartphone my guess is they're all made wireless either they're all made in like china probably there's no phones made in america I'm not sure, but is I, that problematic? Do you think potentially? So you're saying we should move jobs back to America? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think any phones are, or maybe they are, but I I think probably most phones are made overseas. I think that thing's gonna conk out eventually, and then what? 
and then I just get a new one. But like just trying to get a better one than I did last time, like one that is more ethical and sort of but tries to trap me less, you know? I mean, but who is like, it's not realistic to track where everything you buy comes from and if it was ethically. And yeah, of course. And that's part of the thing is also that like we need to hold companies to like a yeah. standard where, um, especially I think it was back in like the, was it the fifties or sixties or something? Uh, littering was really big mm -hmm. and people were upset and they were complaining to the companies and mm -hmm. they were like, Hey, can you stop making all this plastic? Cause you know, people are just throwing it places and that like it's hurting the environment. Mm -hmm. And then what they did was they started like the companies started a campaign to be like, well, Hey, littering is, is a you problem, not an us problem. We don't need to make better materials that are, you know, biodegradable and don't yeah. hurt the environment instead, you know, Oh, littering is, is a problem that you guys cause. So, so you have to work it out. Or like, you know, the whole thing about gas and like, you know, oh, well, you, you can just do your part and, you know, bike instead of driving and stuff like that. Reduce the, the waste that you generate. Mm -hmm. I mean, that works to a certain degree, but at the same time, I think like 10% of the companies generate 80% of the waste Probably. and like, even if we change our habits it's it's only going to make a small fraction of a difference so really we do need to hold them more accountable to like what they're actually doing because mm -hmm. if they take it out of our hands then that also solves the problem yeah i mean there's definitely got to be some kind of regulation i think for definitely for waste but i mean in terms of like how well in terms of how the phone was made how much of like and I'm just thinking out loud I'm asking questions I'm not how much of that is our business I think in I think terms of like we should telling care. them how to run I think we should care too I think if it's like forced labor then yeah it's probably not Kosher, but mm -hmm. also define forced labor because everyone's got to work to eat so you know <laughs> in a way you're you are forced to work no matter what because if you don't you'll starve because we don't have that kind of society where where we'll just feed everyone for yeah. free so then isn't I mean, every, I guess, ev well, all labor forced labor no uh I think it depends. Yeah, but on you the can't. You can't just. Like, you can't just have things. Well, but you can't just be given everything. Well, but if you design a, a, you could make a garden and eat everything from your garden. Yeah, and that's that's a perfectly viable strategy. Yeah. Unless, that's not forced. unless you know the neighborhood association, like calls you up and they're like, "Hey, we've got rules in this neighborhood, and you can't, you know, turn your front lawn into a garden." Yeah. You gotta or shut it down, or like you're gonna get a fine from the city. Or you live in a place where you can't grow all the time. So then you're supposed to just be given. I'm not saying you should be given, but I'm just saying there's there's the system pens you in. So like you you 
I don't think it you does. don't really have a I choice. Think, no, I think point. you do have a choice, but it's not convenient. It's very inconvenient, and it's not probably not very fun. But I think you do have a choice. Ultimately, I don't think you're being forced. I think to, to a degree, yes, you do have a choice. But I think the bottom line, at some point, like you have to, you have to play the game in order to not die. Because who's making you play the game? Who's in. stopping you from making a garden? Well, nothing's stopping you from making a garden. But like, is the garden going to be sustainable? And is it going to be something that you can do? If you hustle hard enough, can you make something that you can sell and then use that to pay your bills? Maybe. That's that's what some people do. No one's forcing you to work at Pick and Save. But also if you work in like Wisconsin, you know, at some point you can't grow anything because it's winter. And like, what are you going to do then? Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to say. It was like. The garden example might not be the best example. But there's a way, There's so you're saying there's no ways to generate money by not, without working for some big... Well, no, it's just you, you kind of, you choose what your role is going to be. You are either, like, you're a worker or you are, I guess, a, a capitalist. You either owe someone else s- something and you do work in order to get that or other people need you. I don't know. I feel like I really botched that one, but like either, either you are generating wealth and then you distribute that to other people or you're having wealth distributed to you. And that's well, really and that might be the difference. case, but that's, that doesn't have to be forever. I mean, what if, let's say, what if you buy, what if you work for, 10 years and save up enough money to buy a rental property and then you start renting that out and then that pays then you live there and someone lives above you and that pays your rent and then you can just go do whatever you want because it's paying for itself i mean you're not stuck in these positions maybe that happens but also how many times does it actually one how many times does it happen and how effectual would that be for everyone because that's the thing is like that, See, that system works you're, for you're, a small, a yeah. lucky amount of people, and those lucky people are like, yeah, I worked hard, because, you know, but they probably also did. But I think you talk about it did. like there's supposed to be this utopia where everyone is given this, like, is given everything. I'm not I'm not saying that we have to give everyone something. I'm just saying that kind of the nature of our reality is that, like, you know, to some degree, you either you either work for someone or someone works for you. And a lot of the times, that, like it's I said, both. though that might be the case sometimes, but that can change. You can flip and be in the other position. Well, that, anybody but can. But that's 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 the whole like American dream, and that's uh, I think John Steinbeck said that like communism never took off in the U.S. because everyone believes that they're a temporarily embarrassed millionaire, hmm. and that like you might. You, oh, I'm just mishandling my money right now, but like eventually I'll be a millionaire. So I want, you know, to make sure that the system stays where it is, where, you know, oh, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. And then one day I'll be rich. And like 80% of people believe that one day they're going to be rich. But obviously that can't happen Mm -hmm. because then 80% of everyone would be rich and we wouldn't be in the situation we're in right now. A small fraction of people 
actually do work their way up the ladder. Yeah, but, but how many people are working hard enough where like if they would continue at it, they would actually make it and how many people are half-assing it? Well, they did, they did, um, there was a study and they did simulations. Evenly. They did like a thousand simulations with a uh, hundred people and they gave everyone a, like a set amount of skill at a, a mm-hmm. random task. Mm-hmm. And they also gave them a set amount of luck and that luck also augmented their score. And they ran the simulations, and what they found was it wasn't the people who were the best for the job who, who got in the position. It was the people who were the luckiest. So if and it's if the you, nature you could of things remove, is luck, then how can you like, complain? What? If, luck, if the nature of things depends on luck, then how, how can you complain? Because for all the suffering in the world, maybe like hinging everything on whether you're lucky or not isn't, isn't the best. Is that something that can be controlled though? I think, yeah, I think it's the way that we have like society has been set up for us. It's, it's mostly luck based, but I'm sure there is a, there is a society out there somewhere in the ether that would function a lot more, I don't know, I guess democratically than the system that we currently have. And like, what are you, like, we can't do anything to really change like the society we're in right now. No one's gonna, or it's very unlikely that, you know, one day someone's gonna show up and they're just gonna be like, hey, this is bad, and everyone's going to listen to them, and all of a sudden, society will change. I think it's going to change very slowly over time. It's not going to be us who experiences you know, a better world, and it's not even going to be our children. It's going to be like our children's children or their children yeah. because progress takes time, but it's also you know, because it takes so long if you don't you could lose sight of trying to make the world better for everyone. And then like, it'll just kind of keep being the way that it is. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's any, there's no doubt that things are very, very, very broken, especially in America. But like, it, I don't know, it sounds globalist to say we're, you know, to change the whole world, like a no borders type. Well, but I think a lot of people want to change the world. I think that's just like the society that we live in and like the and stories what, how, what that we what change the world how? What do you mean? Well, just in some way. I think, you know, at least like in, in America, people, you know, they want to be, a lot of people say, you know, oh, I'm going to get rich, right? Because mm-hmm. like that's just how we are. Uh, and then like, I'm going to change things from the inside, you know, I'll get into the system, I'll get rich, I'll get power, and then I'll do better. But the people who are in power now said the exact same thing when they were younger. And at some point, like the people who get far enough are the ones who are lucky and the ones who buy into the way that things are, or they start to feel like, you know, you can't change that system. So instead you just have to learn to live with it. And so, you know, eventually, like we all sort of become complicit 
or so you don't we think don't get any power. Thing. If you're saying that the people who said they were going to change things when they got there, they didn't, is that not just human nature then? I don't think it's human nature. I think so. Then how come? Why does that keep happening? Well, I think it's the way that our society is set up. That if you even if you do get power and make it into a position where you can make change, you you can't or you don't. Well, I think it's it's easier to not change corrupts. anything. It, I, so then people keep getting in these positions and not change it. That's, that must be human nature, then, isn't it? Or no. No, I think it's it's about it's us, but it's not something programmed into us. It's the way that we are programming each other. You think it's more of in our lives. system as opposed to... Yeah, and I think the like, if you think of the United States as a living organism with a bunch of smaller living organisms in it, like, you know, we're the cells and it is the body, like, it kind of trends towards some things and we are programmed to, or at least it tries to program us to work the way that it wants to work so that it continues. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you are taught from a young age that you can be anything if you put your mind to it. And then, you know, people tell you, oh, you know, you can be, you can be rich and famous. You can be like, like Michael Jordan or like, uh, like LeBron James. And you live your whole life, people telling you that, well, then why would you ever doubt that so what about people who do become rich and do become famous basketball players and do become great well they're lucky but like so that i mean what do they but what do they do with that to make it easier for other people a lot of the time they don't because how do you how would you if you became an nba player how would you make it easier for everyone to get an nba or to be well if you know people from if you know people in the nba you could talk to them and be like Hey, you know, are there is there a program we can start to make it easier for you know people to get in? Maybe they start like when they're in in like middle school or high school, and then you know we can like there's a track that you could get on or something, right? And maybe those exist, but you don't hear about them because for the most part, it's like the lucky get where they are and they attribute it to work, and so it's easy to also think like everyone who isn't where I am, they just weren't working hard enough. Well, I, but I also too, I think that it's one of those things where it's like, if it was easy, then everyone would do it. And it's not easy and it's not easy for a reason. And it, you know, if you work hard enough at something and you really do make this proper sacrifices and put in time and energy and everything. Well, but how much, how many people put their everything into like, is that the problem? Why aren't people putting their everything into something? Well, some people put their everything into like a business and they start a business and then the business goes under because like people don't want what they're selling global pandemic. And you know, maybe they were on the rise and then bam, the world just knocks them down. This is a very like isolated incident. Okay, but there's there's always some let's, kind let's, of crisis. Right, but maybe you have but, a, but this doesn't happen all the time. Maybe let's just talk business, about a normal. You have a business in New York, and then 9/11 happens. And like, these are isolated incidents, though. We're, the, we're talking about like everyday, like normal. Yeah, but, life. Well, but there's all there's always a crisis, is what I'm saying. And there, but you we're, can't we're keep, either, you can't blame the crisis all the time for your business not succeeding. Yeah, but I'm just saying that I think that sometimes, yeah, that's happened for sure. Yeah, of course it's happened, but I think the majority of the time sometimes you can't point fingers you just at don't it. sometimes you're just not lucky enough to get 
sometimes sometimes business isn't about you know oh you work really hard and someone else recognizes that hard work and sure sometimes that happens but a lot of the times it's like you're you're walk, like you're in a store and you bump into someone and like you start talking and they have connections. Yeah, but you're and making it sound sudden, like everyone's bam, business like, who failed is because some crazy external thing happened. I say that saying, does happen. I'd say sometimes they do succeed. I'm just saying I'd say luck sometimes is a big factor something in the happens. System. Sometimes they and the don't most succeed. qualified don't always get just because you're you're qualified and good at what you do and working hard and doing it well doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to succeed. No, but most of the and time you probably thing. will though. I don't think most of the time you I think so you think most of the time you're going to I think get 90% of the time 90 care. Where do you get that number? I don't know. I'm just pulling it out of thin air. <laughs> I'm going to be real here. I'm pulling it out of thin air, but I feel like 90% of people work really hard about something they really care about. And it's just like the stars just don't align for them See, to get where they want to be. But it's tough to have these conversations when we don't. Ne- none of us know the actual numbers. So this is all just speculation, you know? Because what if the numbers actually like someone more like 15%? And this whole conversation is essentially null and void. Oh, well, no, I know that it's not 15%. I have like read enough stuff to know that like that. That it's closer than 90% of people who try hard and work hard fail. Well, think about how many people are in the world. Yeah. There's like 8 billion people in the world. So, then, think that, so how do you, do how you, do, how do you change luck, though? How do you change luck? Everyone under the top luck? 1% is just too lazy to be in that top 1%? I don't know. I don't know. I think that there's there's a degree of hard work that goes into things. I, I think, don't think everyone's a hard worker. I think they're worker. all factors. And sometimes you you might you might on paper look like you're in a good position but you're just not going to get where you want to be and that's just the nature of it no i don't think everyone's as dedicated or hard working as they think they are or like to think they are maybe that's the case but like i mean look at most things most things that should be difficult are actually super simple on the back end it's just we like a lot of people in desk jobs most of the day is spent looking like you're busy. It's not yeah, but actually let me ask this. Are those work. people were those people grinding their ass off and ended up there? Or they ended up there because that was what they could get? I don't know. I think if I if I dedicated everything all my time and energy into this podcast and really focused and really, you know, did everything I could It'd be the biggest podcast in Milwaukee. I don't. Well, I think the reason why it's not is because I don't. Not yet is because. Well, then why know, isn't it? Because I don't grind as hard as I should or could. I could put way more hard work into this. Uh oh. <laughs> I was not prepared for this conversation. It's all dark and shit. <laughs> I worked all day. I'm just saying. I don't think people are as dedicated and hardworking and sacrifice as much as they think they do and I for think these that things. I, that's definitely part of it. I just don't think that that's the whole thing is like hard work. Hard work isn't the, the yeah, but I don't all, think it's going to be this success. even playing field for everyone all the time. Well, yeah, it's never going to be even. So then playing where, field's always going to be. And there's always going to be luck involved. Yeah, I don't but think the question, the question is how much does luck affect affect success? I don't know. And if then you how can much of this? Because also history is written by the victors. So all the people who are successful, or who somehow let's let's say that 
you've got ten people, and two of them work really hard to get where they are, and they're successful because of their hard work. And like eight of them are there, not because they're the best candidates. Maybe there there are eight other people who are better than them, but they got lucky. Mm-hmm. Then all of them are still gonna say, "Well, yeah, I worked hard," because they probably did, but just because they worked hard doesn't mean that other people didn't work harder. And since it's hard to quantify, you know, how much work is hard enough instead, we just like it's set up so that if you don't succeed, you tell yourself it's because I'm not dedicated enough. I'm not taking enough risks. You know, I should take a second mortgage on the house or, you know, sell my car because if I was really devoted, I would put everything into it and then, you know, turn that into profits. And some people do that. I think people are out of touch and need to get a clue sometimes. And that sounds very like, you know, I hate to, you can't, I don't think it can all be, uh, numbers and it's, I don't know how to explain it without sounding like a kook, but, um, I, think. I mean, what about art? What about it? I mean, this is like an art podcast, so yeah. You know, do wait, you think? Yeah, let's talk, about, let's talk <laughs> well, about that. Do you think that the like that everyone who is big in the art world is there because they worked hard and they deserve it? I think and most. Well, I think most no, people no. contributed. Well, we're talking. Are we talking painting or just anything? Art in general. People who make movies. You know, people who are in theater. People who. Like musicians, you don't think most producers. good content rises to the top? No, you don't. I think, think that. I think in a perfect world, mm. it it would it would be like more of a meritocracy. The issue is that like money is a factor in it, and also like it's if it's about minimizing risk, sometimes someone might have something that's better, but it's just more risky than something that mm. that's a little bit more simple, a little bit more dumbed down but because it's simple it's palatable to more people evil why is it palatable to more people well it's more universal i mean touching on something that the masses can uh digest but universality doesn't necessarily like that's not necessarily what makes art good i think art is about sort of uh art's a form of communication and it's about communicating the most complex message with the most clarity possible Hmm. and sometimes people are clear but their message isn't as complex and sometimes they're it's really complex and heady but no one gets it and if no one gets it then you're not communicating anything so you have to have both of those both of those things there and I think it's very easy to like take statistics and say, look, this thing is what people like, you know, pop. This is what people like make a pop song, throw in like a rap verse somewhere in the middle, like some trap or something. People eat it up, absolutely lose it. And that doesn't like mean that. Yeah. And that like doesn't mean that it's the best thing, but since it reaches the most people, not it's, the best, but like I said, I mean... Maybe it's not saying anything, but because you don't have to think about it and it's easier to not think about it than it is to think, 
then like people might gravitate towards that thing that's just a little bit more simple that doesn't, you know, ask you to be engaged. Hmm. Well, I think people who understand it are going to, you make things, you can't make something super esoteric and expect everyone to, well, of course, you know, super complex and nuanced and expect everyone to understand it and be able to digest it. But, but that doesn't mean that it's the best just because you made something that's complex. Well, but if it's the most successful, isn't that how we define, like, our society defines the best? By the most successful? Yeah. Like, if you make the most money, you have the most fans, you are the most well, famous. Well, you did something, right? For something, then let's, you're let's, the best, let's narrow, right? Let's narrow it. Let's just, let's narrow in or narrow it down to, like, uh, let's just say painting. And let's talk about that. I mean, I think it's easier with like, like acting or music or something. Like t- let's Timothy do Chalamet. Let's do, let's do music. Is he a good actor? No, but he's handsome, and I think a lot of people. But he's successful. So does that mean that he's better than someone who might, who might be a better actor, but they're not successful? I mean, I don't think anyone's saying that. that I'm, but that kind of seems like the way that the world divides it up is like. Timothy Chalamet, oh, he must have worked hard in order to get where he Who's is. Who's saying that? He probably worked harder than... Who's saying Timothy Chalamet worked hard? I don't know, someone. Someone who... I think most people Timothy recognize Chalamet that he's just young stand. and handsome and that he's easily, he's easily palatable. I think a lot of people recognize that. I don't think anyone's saying that he's this hard worker who's so successful and deserves everything. I think people realize he's young, he's handsome, he's easily accessible and palatable, and that's that. And I think that's the case for a lot of different... You know, you could you could apply that to music, I mean, yeah, or music, whatever. whatever. But then, can't you also apply that to business? In what way? Just because something's palatable, that doesn't necessarily mean that that it worked the hardest to get where it is. It's just like people like it more for some reason. Well, you found something that people like. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's one. That doesn't mean it's good for you. And two, just because people like it doesn't mean that. A That's the nature of a involved. business, though, is to find something that people are going to buy and like. I guess, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. All, all I'm saying is that, much like with business, it's it's mostly like every, er, m- most people are working hard to try and like I don't think a lot of people are successful. working that hard. I don't think people, like I said, I really don't think people work as hard most as people, they think they okay, do. Most people honestly. in an industry, most people who dedicate themselves to an industry are working hard With all hard the distractions, thing, with how Instagram, many? with TV, with Netflix, with yeah. every distraction, you all really the, think people are working as hard as they think they're working? No. No way. With, with a cell phone? Right with everything now, in your hand, there's especially no way right now. you're not working as hard as you think you are. You're not as dedicated. Somebody who's dedicated would have a flip phone and be all hours of the day, always working towards this one thing. There's so many distractions now that people now more than ever don't have the bandwidth to focus everything on this one thing. It just don't. It's just not the way it used to be. I think that you know, a long time ago, it was probably easier to be really successful, successful because there weren't as many distractions, but now with everything Can I just being pull thrown yourself at you, up from your bootstraps and <laughs> and just like no, I think there's a lot harder. of thi- no, I think there's a lot of things that are uh, a lot of hurdles that are in your way that a lot of people are not jumping over. You're you there. I mean, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm saying that 
the phone, Instagram, Facebook, Netflix, all these things are like being thrown at you. And it's definitely harder. It's harder now than it used to be. It's not easy. But to be able to see past all that, and if you're really dedicated to what you're doing and working hard, you don't have time for Netflix. You don't have time for Instagram to go on Explore. You don't have time for all these things because everything, every move you make should be aimed at this one thing. And I think a lot of people who are really successful or in places they want to be at did that. And it's hard for a lot of other people to swallow that pill. But I think, honestly, if people want to be true to themselves and accept and, and you know, face the fucking whatever, it's like that's I think that's what it takes. And I think a lot of people aren't prepared or ready to sacrifice and dedicate everything to whatever their goal is. I think it's easy to be lazy and docile and complacent with all these distractions and all the social media and technology and cell phones and computers and smart TVs and whatever. It's like, you know, how many people read anymore? I think reading is like a minority taste, like not that many people read and, you know, because it's easier to listen to a podcast or to look at Instagram or to look at Facebook. It's like well, but also these things are easy. To, but is reading... I mean, is reading important? I, I know, I know reading, like the ability to read is important, but I think that we put a lot more importance into reading than. No, I don't think anybody warranted. would say reading is bad for you. I mean, back when reading, back when the printing press was first invented and young people were reading, there are like documented articles where they were saying that, you know, people would waste all of their time reading books right, instead but it's, of, it's you know, going now. out working. It's 2020 and now, now and we look at the Salem witch trials and they were saying back then, oh, these okay, are witches. This, we have new... Replace we, reading with, uh, with watching Instagram. TV. Right? You, come on. It's like, one's oh, passive, one's active, one's YouTube. watching TV. You can stare at a screen for hours. Youth. Staring at screens is going to destroy the youth. Well, you can stare at a screen for hours. TV's been around since, what, the 50s, 40s? You can stare at a screen all day. Sure, they've made it more effective at getting it, or like, at no, getting you on No, if anything, they're clogging up your brain even more with all well, the yeah, stuff they've, being they've thrown at you. They've gotten more effective at getting you on a hook, but, you know, people have always talked about you know, whatever new technology is, you know, awful. It's making everyone dumb and stupid. And I mean, to some degree, maybe, yeah, because it okay, makes wait. it easier to, to clog up. Perfect example. Perfect example right here. So shaving. The first razor people use was a straight razor. You flip mm -hmm. it out. It's the one blade. You use that to shave, right? And then the double edge safety razor came out with two sides. It's got the flat on top and the handle. Yep. You got to put the blade in. It takes more time. It's efficient. And then people started using the disposable ones, right? Yeah. Everybody uses a shick or a what, you know, whatever it is yeah, now. Whatever, yeah. Disposable where they switch the head out. But they only use that because it's easier, even though the double-edged razor, it was more practical and a better shave than the straight razor, but it's less convenient than the, than the razors people use now, disposable or ones. Or maybe the double so razor the just thing. didn't work hard enough. I mean, now we're just. Well, we're splitting hairs. No, people like what's convenient, and the the disposable is convenient. It's way less work than putting the blade in, twist twisting the thing, going out buying new blade, all this but stuff. But I'm sure the double razor could have could have worked harder to stay on top. It's in a, an know, animal object. Straight, or the it's straight an razor object. People like Sorry, people like the double easy. razor industry. People like easy. Or the straight razor industry could have worked harder to uh, stay on top. 
And you know, if they're not on top, they're making maybe they're a comeback. Just being too lazy, and maybe they need to work I think harder. That's, I don't. Right? I think you're Isn't comparing apples. You're I think you're comparing apples to oranges at this. Okay, point. Okay, but apples and oranges are both fruit. You can compare All them. Right, it's not like we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> we gotta wrap this up. What time is it? We gotta wrap this up. Seven forty-two. Yeah, we're we're getting close to two hours. Right, yeah, let's wrap this up. Ian Izzard, you're very smart. <laughs> probably smarter than me. We should probably talk about your art. It's, let's listen. Oh, you, you can come on again. We talked about you looking out the window and your painting during quarantine. This is just a shoot the shit episode. Unless you have to promote something. No, I've got I've got nothing All to right. promote. Then we're good. Well, uh, this has been fun. We'll have to have you back and talk come about it. Come on again your anytime you want. Yeah, we talked about it last time. We can talk about it next time. <laughs> this was just a fun. Uh, well, I mean, no, it was just a fun conversation. This is this is uh, I think it's productive. Um, hopefully people listen to it. I know it's long, but uh, if you made it this far, <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, Artist we know is Aiden. This is Kyle. And this is Ian. Thank you sincerely for listening to that, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yep, thanks. Thank you.